Desert space is space that is felt, completely and with certainty. Out here, I feel like a small dot in a big voyeur. The sky and open desert are so enormous around us, who would know if we were out here anywhere? Alan Malloy. After countless hours reading about deserts, hiking in deserts, photographing deserts, mountain biking deserts, contemplating deserts, planning my next excursion into the desert, I have come to the conclusion my strong affinity for those lands of little rain is because they are an extension of me, my ideas, my character, my personality. A parallel to my existence. I am drawn to deserts because they reflect my personality, or lack thereof, mimic my soul, parallel my turmoil. Fundamentally, I am the desert. Not a desert for that implies I am similar to deserts. The desert because we are one and the same, identical, twins though not conjoined. There is no distinction between who I am at my core and what the desert is at her core, prickly, aloof, an open book populated by invisible words with a few becoming translucent but only under long study ensuring understanding remains obfuscated. I would almost go so far as to say we are symbiotic. Not quite. I can't live without the desert but she has no trouble thriving independent of me. Actually, it would be closer to symbiotic commensalism wherein I benefit but the desert is neither helped nor harmed by my existence. I admire her indifference. That I am desert is a postulated theorem validated by at least one other third party. There was this girl I knew, or should I say, who I thought knew me. My desertness was intimated by this once upon a time intimate. I casually mentioned over a bowl of homemade kimchi that I existed pretty much an open book for all the world to read. Her fork abruptly stopped mid-rise. She cocked her head like an inquisitive dog and in no uncertain terms told me that I was as tightly clamped as King Tut's tomb and more cryptic than hieroglyphics prior to the discovery of the Rosetta Stone. This was a half year into dating. I, in turn, stopped mid-chew responding with a mouth full of food stuffed into my cheek like a squirrel, I answer every question you ask honestly and openly. That's central to the problem, she replied. You don't share anything unless specifically asked. If I don't ask, you don't tell. It's like chipping away at a slab of granite to see what's inside discovering there's always a hidden chamber echoing that I can't find. That was the last date we had and I've neither seen nor talked to her since. The comment didn't cause the rift, rather it was the final exclamation point under which the bridge spanning the rift crumbled. In retrospect, it became obvious to me she was a city girl reveling in tall buildings, bustling streets, energy on display and I was a desert sea with my life underground and the visible disguise above a mass concealing the raging river below. My revelation did not come in a flash flood sweeping the misconception debris away in one swoosh scouring my mind of detritus covering unstated truth. No. It was almost as slow a revelation as the 100 years it takes a saguaro to sprout the first arm. For I am a conundrum to myself, a kiva hidden high in the alcove of a twisty canyon buried beneath tailless and scree from a long collapsed rock wall. It's only by concentrated meditation the rocks are painstakingly excavated that I'm able to glimpse the kiva's exterior while the interior remains an enigma filled with the solidified sands of an ancient sea. Finding the lone, intact Puebloan pot containing special revelation inside the kiva and exercise in abject futility. There is a scientific term, superposition, describing the collision of two, synchronized waves resulting in a superwave of combined amplitude. The counterpart is when two opposite waves collide and cancel each other out. City life, forest life any non-desert experience attenuates my creative wave. Immerse me in a desert, perch me upon sandstone waves frozen in ancient times, and my creative ideas bubble to the surface greater than the sum of the desert parts. My creative output grows exponentially a few days into a desert excursion. I need some time to reorient. The creative radiated energy disintegrates to half-life a few weeks after. 
I have no idea if the synergistic growth is sustainable for I have never lost myself in the desert for more than a couple of weeks with the last days a fight to keep from dying inside knowing parting is imminent. Parting, in this case, is not sweet sorrow. It is cutting off an important appendage leaving me off balance like trimming a cat's whiskers finds them walking like a drunk. Someday, I will eagerly experiment with desert dwelling for an extended time to test the supposition. I'm pretty sure I already know the answer. Each foray into the desert is an escape through a birth canal emerging into crystalline light that burns away the afterbirth leaving me feeling clean, new, reborn, born again, rejuvenated. My normally turbulent soul, immersed in enveloping silence, settles until I become the quietness that is the hallmark of desert space and also my comfort zone. It is in the silent walking meditation navigating the mazy spaces in my brain, my hand running over sandstone releasing sand grains of understanding that get trapped beneath my nails and incoherent, non-sequential thoughts. A few of the grains bite, draw blood, spill onto paper and coherent revelations awakening myself to myself. This doesn't happen on the first day nor the second. It takes a few days of exposure for my exterior walls become as fragile as a white shell vampired of all moisture by the biting sun that shatters under the touch of Lord Raven's feather dropped from on high to settle in the leafless branches of a juniper gnarled by seasons of scorching aridity. The sole difference between me and the land was a membrane of skin. Tilda Ellen Malloy. When my face becomes prickly cactus. When my neck and arms burnish pink. When my parched soul feels nourished, I know it is time to shed my clothes and walk naked until the rest of my body is as red as the rock of the Colorado Plateau. Then I rely on crypsis, becoming invisible to inquisitive eyes. I blend perfectly with my surroundings. When people glance our way, me in desert, they see an apparently dead, lunar landscape oblivious to the vibrant spiritual life beneath our skins. Our parched surfaces put them off for they lack the patience to know us, to wait for the spring storm floods the arroyos, and we brandish beauty that quickly evaporates under the harsh flare of inhumanity before we escape back to our inhospitable shell sprouting barbed thorns keeping the world at bay. It is then I know I am home and we, the desert and I, are still one being. 22 January 24, 2021